Some have referred to her as the female version of me. I don't know if that's a compliment to her, but it's definitely a compliment to me. Let's do this. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. So on this episode of the podcast, I'm super excited. Some have uh, told me that there is a female version of me out there in the world, and I did not quite understand what they meant, but what they said was, is there's a person who also has experience in the business that's doing everything they can to help others, and they said, Rick, you need to meet Judy Stakey. And I said, Oh, I know who Judy is. I said, because I tracked her down a couple years ago for an artist that I was working with. And what I told Judy before is I thought it would be a lot harder to get to her, but it wasn't because you are such a wonderful giving person. So Judy, introduce yourself to the music industry blueprint audience. And then let's just see where this conversation goes. You got it. Hi, everybody. Um, I always say that I came out of the womb singing and dancing. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of my clients will say the same thing back to me. But music has been my whole entire life. I mean, I just, I never wanted to do anything that wasn't music related. Um, I, thought I, I thought I would be a performer. I went to USC and I studied piano and I studied um, voice and I acted a little. But when I got out of um, school, there really was no internet, and my parents didn't quite know how to guide me in that way, and so I entered the business. And I was in the traditional music business for over 30 years as a music publisher. And even though I was tempted sometimes to go into A&R and other, other areas, I stayed in publishing because it was the area that developed and managed the songwriters. And no matter where you were in your career, you always had to go back to the beginning and write a new song. Um, it was like starting a new book every single time. And I love that process. I love coming back to the beginning. Like, what are we going to say this time? So I did that for over 30 years, and I had a lot of success. I, I signed Wayne Kirkpatrick and John Shanks and Wayne, um, Kevin Kadish, um, Paul Freeman and Tim James, and all these really big pop, pop producers and pop writers. And then I started developing artists and got very fortunate in that I met and developed Shell Crow, Shell Branch, Katie Perry, Joy Williams, um, worked with Little Big Town. I worked with um, Gavin DeGraw. You know, just the, the, the list goes on and on and on. Um, so in 2009, 10 years ago, I left Warner Chapel Music, which was my last place of employment for 20 years, and started my own thing. And the reason being is that I feel like the development is, is one of the most important parts. Of your, it is the most important part of your career is how, right. do you develop, how do you set your foundation? Um, and that's what I was doing for all my writers without really ever putting it into any written form. I just did it. Um, but when you, you know, I left Warner Chapel and couldn't say, well, I work for Warner Chapel. That's all you need to know. It's well, I'm Judy Stakey and this is what I do. So right. I wrote my methodology down. I wrote a book. I, um, I put on a TED Talk two years ago. I have um, uh, individual clients. I put on retreats, songwriting retreats, all with the, um, all with the, 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 the my, my, my theme or my, my methodology, based on my methodology, that it all starts with a song. So no matter what you want to do, if you want to go have hire a producer, if you want to go tour, if you, 
none of that stuff can happen unless you've got the songs first. Right. And so I took it a step further and though everything starts with a song, what does that mean? And my methodology is really simple. It's based on two questions. The first question is, what is a song? A song is the integration of your voice, the lyrics, and the melody. You integrate your emotions, that's the melody, your stories, that's the lyric, and your voice. You have to have some voice, otherwise it doesn't get off the paper. In order for those three things to be as good as they can be so you can integrate them together, you're going to have to take care of yourself, body, mind, and soul for the rest of your life. And that's where I think that, that I really found this extra thing with you because there's a lot of people that will teach voice and there's a lot of people that will teach performance and there's a lot of people that will teach movement. And you started going within too, which I think super important. And I think too, as, as you were talking earlier, it's like the publishers are the A&R people today. Absolutely. And you were kind of ahead of your time because 10 years ago when you said you were going out to help people, that's what's, of ex that's what's expected of all of them now the traditional oh, a and r days are done because we went from a business of splitting dollars to splitting percentages of pennies so now they're looking for you to come develop they they need you to understand who you are as an individual what is your brand what is your message yeah. is it proven in the marketplace because now the doors are down and there are no barriers to the consumer there are no barriers to your fans so they're like you go test it out and then come back to us once you've got a buzz or once you have something going on. And right there, that leaves it open when you don't have any barriers or anything. And my mom can submit songs to Grey's Anatomy. Um, the quality is, it, that's what it comes down to. Yep. That's, that's what's going to stick out. Yeah. And that's why I, I believe what I am doing and what you're doing and what some other people are, are, are so important is that, as I tell all my clients, is that if you've got a song for Faith Hill, I'll give you the number myself. I'll send it myself, okay? If you've got a song, then absolutely call. You can call anybody you want. But if That's you right. don't have a song, don't start calling. Make well, sure you have the product first and you've developed yourself. And most of these kids think, well, I'm going to get something on, you know, so-and-so, like, put her stuff on YouTube and she was a star the next day. And you know what? I also think, too, Judy, is that people need to – spend more time getting people like yourself, people like Susan Koch, people uh, like Shelly Pikin, you know, that you can, you can pay for their time to listen to your songs because there is a lot of unrealistic artists that feel that they have the next song for Faith Hill. But what they don't understand is that they are also competing with everyone at every major label in Nashville and New York and Los Angeles for that same right to cut that one song that Faith Hill might cut. So what, what I'm encouraging people to do is to say, look, become a student of the game. Become a master of your craft. Go continue to learn and flourish. Be patient. Don't be in a hurry. We're not curing cancer. We'll be okay if you don't show up tomorrow. You know, if you want to do this for a living and you want to build a career, it's like you can't all of a sudden one day decide that you want to be a brain surgeon and start operating tomorrow. But for whatever reason, songwriters think they write one song and they're ready to get it to the biggest artist on the planet or someone, you know, wins a contest in their hometown and they're ready for a record deal. And that's what I love. Like with you and your book, The Songwriter Survival Guide, you know, you just go in and you're teaching them, you're educating them. I always tell people, I say, look, you guys go create it. I'll help you get rid of it. But the songs <laughs> can't suck. 
because yeah. right now there's it's so noisy out there. There's no shortage. Like you mentioned, your mom can pitch a song to Grey's Anatomy. What's going to cut through is a kick butt melody. It's either going to be a vocal tone. It's going to be a production piece. It's going to be something. But just make sure you're breaking through the noise for the right reasons because a lot of you are breaking through the noise for the wrong reasons and you're going viral for the wrong reasons. So let's make sure if you want to have a career, you do this thing right. And you know what's really interesting is that what I find is that, I mean, 99% of all the kids, I call them all kids, but everybody that's come to my retreats and my clients and so forth, most of them, when you give them some information and some knowledge and some, you know, something that they can learn, they, it, it, it just, they're so happy. They're so right. happy that somebody has given them something that is actual, it's like, oh, wait a minute. Now that I know that, I can put that with this that I know and look where it gets, it gets me someplace further. And that's what, I, that's what um, fuels me is that they're all like, they're, they're just thirsty for the knowledge. It's the they're aha happy. moments. It's like, and the difference between a, a great artist and a superstar is usually work ethic, and they were prepared to take advantage of a specific opportunity that came to their mind. And that's the thing right now is that I, the people that are attracted to me, I think, are also the same type that are attracted to you because we do charge for our services. And I'll tell you why I do, because those who pay, pay attention. And I give plenty of free opportunities for those people that want to pick my brain. They can pick it yeah. through the podcast. I give a free copy of my book if they want it. But if we're going to sit down and work specifically on your stuff, that's education, you know, and my 30 years, Judy's 30 years, you know, we didn't get that for free. And the key thing is, is that we don't mind having conversations with people, but what we, we have a problem or I, I'll speak for me, what I have a problem with is when you come to me for advice and you spend most of your time with the yeah buts because the yeah buts are, are an incurable disease. If every time I say something to you and your response is yeah, but you're the wrong person because we can't, that disease has to go. I hope they find a cure for the yeah buts. I have not found it. But when we get people inside of our world that we're able to have real conversations with, because one of the things that attracted me to you is there's a lot of people out there that have opinions. There's a lot of people out there that are great marketers. There's a lot of people out there that will tell you everything you know, need to know about the music industry, but there are very few people that can show you what to do because they've done it. And you are a practitioner. You're not a book reporter. You are a field reporter. Everything you've learned, you've done. So when I'm able to introduce you to my folks, I get super excited about that. One, because, you know, it's, it's like when you saw something early and some of the artists that you mentioned, what's interesting about them is some people missed on them, but you didn't. True. true. And, and I know that that can be said by, for a lot of artists, um, but I do. The thing that I, I, how I have always practiced and how I was done my job is that not only did I identify the talent that I really spent time with them. I didn't just sign them and let them go. I mean, with Cheryl, we spent practically every day together, you know, with all my writers. I mean, every, Kevin Kadish and, and John Shanks. I mean, it was an everyday thing. It was, what are you working on? Well, how did that lyric go? Tell me about this. Tell me. It, you know, when you're developing something, I, I, somebody, I, I felt like I was mom, you know? And it's like when they're in this incubator and they're trying, you know, they're trying out things and they're, they're building their career. It's like, 
I, I'm the kind of person who's just like, I wanted to be there for all, you know, to make sure that everything was in place. So like two weeks down the road, all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, I'm not crazy about that. It's like, well, why don't you tell right. me two weeks before I put all this time in? So I was a, a very hands-on person. You also seem to have this knack because for so for some of the younger folks listening, you might not understand who John Shanks is or Kevin Kadish. I mean, they're also great producers. You know, right. Kevin with his yeah. development of Megan Trainer. Yeah. You know, John's legendary with what he's done. I think that's where Callie kept getting the, you know, it's like Judy Stakey has like four degrees of separation. Kevin Bacon has six. You have like four. And everything she kept looking at kept connecting back to you. One other thing that I always share with people too is, you know, one of the things when Taylor and I first came out, they said, wow, here's this 16-year-old that just showed up with these songs. From 12 to 14, all she did was write. She did not do contest. She didn't go out and try to sing karaoke. She wasn't doing pageants, national anthems, all she did was write. She developed her craft. And that's what I tell folks. It's like when a young person comes to me, I said, look, unless you're wanting to go to Disney or Nickelodeon where you may age out, start taking this time to learn, start taking this time to practice, start taking this time to develop yourself. And that's why I started doing what I did because I felt guilty. All these dads would show up with their daughters in cowboy boots and sundresses thinking that was the magic formula. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We got to go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing my first ever um, uh, young adult workshop. In a I saw that on your website. I love yeah. that. And I've got a 12-year-old who is absolutely amazing. Just starting out, but just the natural instincts, natural talent. And it's so lovely. Her parents are so supportive of her because they're like, we're not musical. We're not quite sure what to do. They found me and they're like, great. Let's just put her in these classes. And, you know, I wrote a blog about that this week as far as like making the commitment to learn. Yes. Making the commitment to take guitar and take voice and take creative writing and all the things, all the components that make up a song. It's not just, oh, I, you know, I sing a little tune and I play the guitar. It's, you know, it's storytelling. Mm -hmm. It's performing. It's, it's the body. It's how are you going to, how are you going to look? How are you going to feel? I mean, there's so many things about it so that there's so many different classes and workshops that you can take that build on each other, especially as a 12 year old. Well, absolutely. And uh, it's, it's interesting because I met one when we were in Costa Rica, her name's Janabe and she is the same way. And what I told her was, is for the younger kids too. And we just had this, I mean, what's that? I think she's coming. Is this the 12 year old Janet? Uh, Janabe? Yeah. Yeah. She's coming. To, yeah. She lives That's in New amazing. York. Yeah. What's she's that? Coming. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So I met, I met her. Uh, she was at the same event that Dia and I were at and her dad over the weekend, Ray, who's fantastic. He's Love, a doctor. Yeah. And so it's funny because when people purchase anything, so I was running a free plus shipping on my book and I had the strategy I wanted to try. I was just going to use Instagram. And I said, and everybody who orders, I'll call and say, thank you. And they were like, but wait, if we're paying like 471, why would you call? I said, because I just want to say thank you. So over the weekend, my son and I were leaving uh, from hitting some golf balls and I get this order and this person did the book, did the upsell and then did the private one year group coaching. So I called up and it was Ray and I said, Ray, I just wanted to say thank you. He goes, Rick, I have no idea. I just clicked all the way through and Janabe was so happy and she gets on the phone and I was just like, there's this parent that understands while she's into it, because she may not be into it after a while. One of the things that I shared with her 
was she has this amazing range. And I told her, as I said, don't do it in every song or it's going to become predictable. It's right. like Carrie Underwood's first record. We got it. You can hit that note. Stop screaming at me. You know, I said, you need to become a great storyteller. I said, but what's also important for young people is they want to be able to sing along with you in your songs. So if you're constantly going places that they can't go, they're not going to be able to relate to you. Right. So sometimes bring it down and then save that home run, you know, whack when you get a chance, but you don't have to do it every song. And I also tell people too, is it's like a lot of times today, there's a lot of complaining going on. And I said, look, I said, if you just are focusing solely on the creation, you're going to be in the inventory business. Let me help you go find an audience. I don't care if you have the great hamburgers, the greatest hamburger in the world. If you open it up in a town of vegetarian, just screwed yourself. So you may think your stuff's fantastic, but there is an audience for it. So let's, let's make sure the songs are right because it's, people are very unforgiving. If you're going after industry, it's like people are looking for reasons to say no because it's so crowded. So let's not give them any. You can't be judged by what's not out there, only by what is out there. Let's send people to where they can find out about you. These retreats are legendary. So they can get all of that from your website. Yeah, everything's on the website. Absolutely. Good. JudyStakey.com. I'll make sure that there are links. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there, there are links to everything. Dia. Dia takes care of all of that. Yeah, so we're all I'll make sure that we can get it from the show notes too. Also, if you haven't picked this up and it'll make a great gift, go get the Songwriter Survival Guide. Uh, there's, there's more to, your books aren't just about songwriting. Your books are also about life. So I think they can apply to a lot of people. You know, and a lot, I, it's funny, my social media programs, I have realtors that are in there because they just, they, they understand their houses are their songs. So if I'm teaching people how to get rid of a record, they're teaching people how to get rid of songs. Everything's about storytelling and life. And that's what your books really focus well, on. Well, one of my passions and my mission this year um, is, I'm not, is well, two years ago, I gave a TED Talk in Paris at, about the importance of putting songwriting into our schools as a, as a, oh, as wow. a class. When you learn how to tell a story in you know, 200 words or less, it's really an amazing tool because you really have to learn how to once upon a time let me tell you what happened you don't have three pages to tell you about the brown sweater all you get to say is i was wearing a brown sweater right so the you really start looking at what your perspective is instead of a very general attitude um so that is that is one of the things and when you said you know your real estate people love your you know other professions yep really love your methodology and because it speaks to them on a completely different level. And that's why I believe the storytelling of songwriting is something that we should be, we should be teaching at a younger age. Because I think it is a skill that really will help in other areas of their lives. I agree. I agree completely. It's like I went and I got certified last year as a Facebook retargeting expert because I figure if everyone's hanging out online, I better know how to go get them, especially if I want to grow my business. And as we were talking about these one minute videos, I was sitting there and the attention span of the person is about six seconds, seven seconds. So if all I'm doing when I show up is say, hey guys, I'm Rick Barker, founder of the Music Industry Blueprint, former manager at Taylor Swift is like, ling, 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 ling. I'm just, I'm just ratting it out. But if I start with a story, you know, April 4th, 1989, I got down on my knees. I was addicted to crack cocaine. I couldn't quit. And I asked God to let me die. What was interesting is six months later in 1989, 
a person was born that I would one day end up working with. And together we would go out and change the direction that music was going. My name's Rick Barker, founder of the Music Industry Blueprint, former manager of superstar Taylor Swift. Now I've got a whole different perspective than if I just come out talking about myself. In the beginning, I was able to suck people in with this story and kind of bring them along. And that's the same way songwriting. That's, that's why I've always loved the lyrics. You know, I, my, I, my final part of my radio career was spent in the San Inez Valley. And I had a radio station up there with Marv Green. Uh, and Marv and I started an event years ago called the uh, uh, Nashville Nights. And we did this songwriting night. I also helped start the Durango version up in the San Inez Valley with Jim and those guys. What's that? What year was that you did that? I started it with Marv. So on in the 10th anniversary, they gave me my little plaque. I haven't been back in a few years, but Marv and I. What year did you do that? We started that in 2001 or two. Can't remember. Is Marv living in the San Inez Valley? No, that's where he's from, though. Right. No, I knew. Oh, wow. Yeah. Him and I are from the same hometown. His brother still lives up there. So Marv would come back and every year, I mean, one year we hit the jackpot because we had uh, Tim Nichols would live like you were dying was on the charts. We had, we had Jeff Stevens that was there. He had the next Tim McGraw song. Leslie Satcher, one of my all time favorite people in the world was there. We've had a whole bunch of great ones. Jeff and Tim came to my, one of my first retreats that I did at Warner Chapel when I started. Oh, doing. wonderful. Yeah. 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 A great, great. And Marv is a Warner Chapel writer for a long time. Yeah. 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 That's, it's just a small world. Well, listen, I'd love to sneak in and take a peek at one of your retreats here in Nashville. And if I can ever be of service to you, please oh, thank you. let me know. Please let me know. I, may, I may ask you to be a guest at one of them. So. I would love to. I would absolutely love to. And once again, folks, I will make sure that you've got all your ways to connect with Judy in the show notes. If this is your first time checking out the podcast, I highly recommend that you head over to the website, musicindustryblueprint.com. While you're there, you can grab a free copy of my book, The $150,000 Music Degree. You can also take the artist assessment. It's really hard to know where you're going if you don't know where you're starting. So let's kind of figure out where you're at and then let me point you in the direction of some resources that can help you out. If you like this, please share it, give a review. And we'll talk to you on the next episode. Ciao. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water. You drown by staying there.